you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, May 30th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a former number one overall pick, not just of a single draft, mind you, but of an entire franchise, the Houston Texans. He won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants. He won the lottery in terms of looks. But life has a way of balancing out the journeys of those among us who seem to have it all. This man's balance came in the form of his first five seasons in the NFL, five years in which he was sacked an average of 50 Mm. times a season average that's why my hip hurts 76 in his rookie year alone that's the highest number in nfl history listener he was sacked 68 times a couple years later that's third most in nfl history Mm. but he beat it all back with a smile with quiet dignity and for it he is a top shelf human being in my estimation he's david carr welcome back dc wow thanks drew that's a great intro man what was it like? Was it, I mean, so, did you, were, you, were you resentful at a certain point? Like, man. Well, I just didn't know, like, what else I was going to, like, how do I, how do we get better here? You know, yeah. because it's, we went, like you said, we had the record, and we kind of kicked back. The second year was better, but then we went back up to 68. And I'm like, guys, we got to, there's something wrong here. And then, and then I left, and I went to the Giants, and Sean O'Hara, my, our friend here at the network, he was at my center, and I, I never got tackled. <laughs> I was like, this is the easiest game in the, in the world. Uh, that's what you get when you play the Super Bowl champions. Oh, you know what? Truth be told, your stories are probably better. Your stories are better, you know? They're fun. They're fun. They are. They really I mean, are. I guess I got to see the stories are Well, sure. I mean, but he better. was always, but, they know. always won. So yeah, what's yeah. fun in that? You know? I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And on today's show, the all-breakout team has been announced by our friend and colleague, Bucky Brooks, who's on it and who is most likely to prove that they belong on it. Keep in mind, last year's breakout team would have included Included names like Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, and Trevor Lawrence. Pretty damn good company yeah, to keep. Good. Can't wait to see who's been pegged for greatness this time around. We will also conduct an honest assessment of the NFC South. That's the Bucks, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons, whose stock is rising, whose stock is falling, who is primed to win this division. I know you're biased. And what makes this division so special? Because it is historically special. I will explain. Plus, is this a Super Bowl or bust season for the Cincinnati Bengals? I will tell you why the answer is yes. But first, this. That'll do it as Burrow takes a knee. The remaining 30 seconds will run off the clock as the Bills can't stop it. Their first home playoff loss since 1996. Coming into this game, you felt so good about the Bills' chances with a banged-up offensive line. How could they operate against this Bills' defense, the number two scoring defense in all of the NFL? But it was just so much more difficult through the entire game for this Bills' offense to operate compared to the ease at which this Bengals' offense operated. Okay, David, that, of course, the Buffalo Bills, darlings of NFL fans for the past couple of years, a team saddled with, branded with, a whole bunch of greatness adjacent, mm-hmm. you know, titles like yeah. on the verge, on the cusp, <sighs> most likely to succeed, best team not 
to win the Super Bowl, that kind of thing. Yeah. There's actually a stat metric called SRS. Do you okay, know this no, one? I don't. It's the simple rating system, okay. which calculates a team's point differential with their strength of schedule and assigns them a rating overall. Mm -hmm. Where did the 2022 Bills rank? Pretty good. Number one yeah. in the NFL. All to say, here they are again yeah. on the cusp, on the verge. The question last season was, can this team win the big game? Well, against the Bengals in that high mark, low mark, the answer was resoundingly, comprehensively, 27 to 10 Lee, no. Yeah. What yeah. is the question this year hanging over this team? I think consistency because I think to your interesting stat, by the way, I've never heard that. It makes sense because when I would watch them play inferior opponents, it was not even a contest. And Josh Allen would basically just will his team to victory up and down the football field, and they had no answers. But then they would, they would face a team that, you know, they had some consistency, they, they were efficient, which I think that, in my personal opinion, that's what the Bills lack, is something to hang their hat on that isn't Josh Allen getting every possible yard every game, because that is draining. I, unfortunately, was in a situation like that. We were not as good a football team as the Buffalo Bills, but I felt like that was my role at times when we were with the Texans. And it's had very to do it all. It's very difficult, yeah. yeah. And, and as talented as Josh is... Did you carry with it like a martyr complex? Like, oh, I have to do it all. I'm kidding. That is obviously a facetious <laughs> question because there's no way that you no. did. Please, back to no, the No, I absolutely didn't. But, yeah, I mean, you just find yourself... And I know Josh is at this point now. He is trying to rack his brain and figure out how he could possibly do more. That's a very difficult position to be in for a quarterback because you now need your coaching staff to meet you there and say, this is what you need to do. And I, I, I look at the Kansas City Chiefs as a comparison because obviously they're two very good teams in the AFC, but I think their quarterback style is very similar. Now, Pat plays with a lot more aggressive with his, with his arm talent, not as much with his legs, although he will use his legs. Josh relies more on just raw playmaking ability. Arms, legs, doesn't matter. What Pat has done, with the help of Andy Reid and that great coaching staff, is they've been able to dial Pat back a little bit to get him to just take the completion and take the easy play. A lot of times still, when you watch Josh play, you'll, still, you'll find him skipping over the easy completion to make the home run play yeah. because that's, that's how his team moves forward. Yeah. And I think that until they get to the point where, from a coaching staff perspective, and maybe that's on Sean McDermott, maybe that's something that they need to address. And I know that they've said they've had meetings about that, but it's one thing to have meetings. It's a whole other thing to coach it and get it out of them in OTAs as they go into the regular season and let Josh feel like it isn't all on him, even though it is. It has to be a situation where he feels comfortable to just get the ball out of his hand, get it to playmakers. And I know they're not as flashy as some of the other teams, right? I get it. But I think that there's, there's room to, to, to improve there to where if you show that you'll, going back to my situation, a coach told me, if you show that you'll get the ball out of your hand quickly, those sacks are going to become less prevalent because teams will stop trying to make the home run play on you when you're trying to make the home run play. Very interesting. Okay, so all on him. The stats kind of bear out the truth of what David is saying. Josh Allen in 2022 uh, had a 63% completion percentage. There's a mm -hmm. redundancy. Uh, 4,283 passing yards. 35 passing touchdowns. He did have 14 picks, yeah. but 124 carries of the football on the ground, 762 yards. He was the second leading rusher on the team by a very, by a very small margin. Yeah. Led the team in terms of rushing touchdowns, had seven of those. He did have five lost fumbles for a total of 19 total 
uh, turnovers, giveaways pinned on Josh Allen, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't totally fair to do so as a quarterback. You know a lot of yeah. tips stuff, a lot of sure. stuff. But it's trying to make plays. But yes, times, trying to yeah. make plays to your point. Now, Josh and head coach Sean McDermott have both stared out from behind microphones this offseason and have talked about the necessity to change the way number 17 plays yeah. the position. I guess my question to you would be, why? To maximize what? To maximize sure. a wide receiver room that, yes, has Stephon Diggs, but we're talking about names like Gabe Davis, who started strong and was very disappointing late. Uh, more often than not, he was disappointing, to be fair. I think he would agree. Deontay Hardy, uh, a running back's room yeah. led by James Cook. I'm not certain well, I understand. Why the, would you change? These are the same play? questions that Josh is asking himself, because I think that you're, you're, you're justified in asking those because, like we said, they're not you know, world beaters as far as guys on the outside. But I, I, I still go back to, you know, just I mean, Pat Mahomes. He doesn't necessarily, outside of Travis Kelsey, they have role players You're in right. their offense You're also. Right. And they prove it year in and year out. You know? You're absolutely right. And, and, and I'm not saying that uh, Andy Reid's offense can be duplicated in Buffalo. They, no. he's, he's one of one. He's, he's very Andy special Reed play caller. Andy Reid. really good, and yeah. He's so, not Andy Reid and certainly Sean McDermott is. And they, I think they've shown that, right? And that's why Josh is still kind of struggling. But I, I, I see a, a very similar pattern where Pat Mahomes was able to to kind of take that step when Tyreek Hill left, they really were conscious in, in the offseason about just, just, just find completions. If I just went to Josh and said, Josh, we're going to complete 70% of our passes. If you just do that, if you just bump from 63 to 70%, I know it's a big stretch, but if you do that, you're going to have less negative plays. Yes. You're still going to have your completions. You're still going to move the chains. You'll still try to make dynamic plays. Yep. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to, I'm not taking you back away from anything. I'm just saying find more completions. Just give it to your guys. Just trust those guys. A little bit more and let's build that into the offense build that into the coaching as we go through the offseason I guarantee they'll play better football interesting so the answer really is about efficiency it's about execution yeah. uh, let's see where you fall on the hype versus hope meter uh, okay. finish the sentence as our last point here I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 Buffalo Bills did what go all the Super Bowl really yeah I mean it's tough AFC is gonna be out of control right but there are teams like the Buffalo Bills the Bengals the Chiefs they it's a just a, a little bit of an edge that they need and, and that little bit of an edge in Buffalo is as simple as Josh Allen not having to do everything. Find more completions, trust your guys more, maybe run the football downhill. They got a couple new backs in there. Let's get that going because we didn't really have that last year. We talked about it. We didn't do it, right? That'll open up some more easy completions, and, and voila, you're, you're back where you want to be. That sounds great, David Carr, but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it's legal to have a field that is uh, downhill. I, I, uh, we're going to have to check Although if you go to Air Force, back I when I was playing, they had a crowned field because they ran the triple option, and they were literally running It's downhill. funny. I remember playing a game at SMU. Mm -hmm. uh, I played soccer in college, and we played a game there, and the crown was so significant. It's crazy. We would, you know, you just pass the ball on the ground, and all of a sudden it would start picking up speed as you're trying yeah. to switch fields. I, we played in the old Texas Stadium in, in Dallas, and when you would stand in the middle, you could you would have to literally throw it at their knees, like to hit them in the chest. <laughs> it's crazy because they're on the other side of yeah, the hill. Yeah, on the side of the hill. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with David Carr. And the next topic is the team that vanquished the Bills' hopes in 2022, only to see their own dreams dashed by the Chiefs at Burrowhead Stadium. Sorry, Arrowhead oh, Stadium. Uh, it's a simple question. It's hard to answer. It's unfair to ask. Here it goes anyway. Is this a Super Bowl or bust season for the Cincinnati Bengals? It's a loaded question, Andrew. I think that... Is it? They, well, they, they are in a situation... Because if you say bust, that just means, okay, now they're just going to... Tear it all up? No, 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 no. You know I guess I mean a bust for this season. You're yeah. right. Let's contextualize But yes, that. I think, I, I absolutely believe that they're they're. Will they consider this season to be a bust if they don't make absolutely. it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that that's where you want to get to as an organization, right? Like, you want to get to the point where you have a franchise quarterback in place and you can just kind of tweak the pieces around. And I, I mentioned Kansas City and Buffalo, but the, Cincinnati's in this, in this conversation as well where they're a team that feels like we're one piece away or one play away from... From being in the Super Bowl every year. Do you Absolutely know what that piece is? Do you have a sense for what it is? Is it just luck? Is it just the ball kind of I like really bouncing I really think it is, away? man. Like it is, I know we get paid to be analysts and tell you how it's all going to play out, but when you're talking about these teams that, that have essentially everything and you have the components necessary to go win the Super Bowl, it comes down to making plays, right? And it, it's like, okay, you're going to put it all in the players. Yes, yes I am, because like, it comes down to Joe Burrow making the throws that he's made consistently, and it's not easy, man. Like, they have to work hard. They have to put in the time in the offseason to be able to duplicate that because no team is the same, and you have to find your identity every year. And Zach Taylor, has he's, he's tasked with that, getting that team to play top five scoring defense, to play solid offensive football. Like, they have to build that again, right? It's not just like you don't just flip a switch, but if you have the quarterback, you got a chance, and they definitely do. So, uh, listener, did he answer the question, is it Super Bowl or bust? I think the answer is yes. Yeah, Bengals should feel like they have a chance to be in the Super Bowl every year now. I should think, I think that's an unfair question to ask of any team, and it's kind of an annual exercise, and yeah. we saddle certain teams with this question. Last year, to be fair, it was we, we asked this of the Bills. Yeah. Uh, this year, we're going to be asking it of the Bengals again. I think we asked it of them a little bit last year. Mm -hmm. But I think when you get asked that question, you've earned that question. Exactly, to be fair to them, exactly right. they have they have played themselves into the rarefied air of teams with high expectations. To whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah, right. Well, they have earned a lot, and now their expectations are equally high. Uh, let's not forget, this is a defense that was the fifth-ranked scoring defense in the NFL yep. in 2022, led by defensive coordinator who, for me, is sneaky, sneakily one of the best oh, coaches in the NFL, Lou Anarumo. Uh, three wins in the last four games against the Chiefs. Of course, we remember the AFC Championship game. It didn't go their way. Uh, a lot of people will blame Joseph Osai for that. It's not his fault. No. Uh, they were destined, I think, to go down and kick that game-winning field goal without, with or without that 15 yeah. yards. But my question is, is this the best team in the AFC not named the Chiefs? Or is this simply the best team in the AFC? And now it's merely time to prove it. That's, that's tough because... You know, you don't necessarily know until these teams come out of the tunnel in September, and then even you don't know. Because you think about what Cincinnati did last year. They had a stretch there for a couple weeks where we were like, oh, is this the same team? Yeah. They kind of were in the yeah. Super Bowl, and then they weren't. Now what happened? Well, Joe was coming back from an injury. He was trying to get back healthy. Yes. So I think you, you don't really know. But The offseason appendectomy. Yeah, you remember that? It was like stressing not, everybody not out. Nothing. No, it's not a nothing, right? Exactly. The fact that he was even out there playing is, is a credit to him. So I, I believe that you can, you can no longer say, Oh, it's Cincinnati's here? Like, that's not a thing we can do anymore. Like, we expect Cincinnati to be there. Yeah. We expect them to be playing maybe not even in Kansas City this time. Maybe it's going to be in Cincinnati for the AFC Championship game. So that's kind of where we're at with our heads. Very interesting. Um, if I'm extrapolating that scenario, that means that the Sean Payton-led Broncos 
and I don't think the Raiders, but potentially the Chargers, both the Chargers and the Broncos become what we have fooled ourselves into believing yeah, they could be last, over the last season, couple right? of yeah. seasons. And in doing so, they chip away at a couple Thanks. of the wins on the Kansas yeah. City resume and I maybe so. open the door for a Bills or a Bengals to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I mean, just time just tells you that, right? It's like you can't do these things forever. And Kansas City has had a foothold in that division forever, right? I get it. I, I think it's eight straight. It. I lived through it. Right? I, I was there for the entire thing. So sorry. It's okay. I'm over it. But as you can tell, I, I really think that it's, it's only a matter of time like just the Denver Broncos, just quickly, their defense is is very good. Yes. And Sean Payton is a very good offensive player. Yes, he is. You have a good quarterback, experienced guy. Maybe had a bad year last year. Who knows what was going on? Yeah. Offensive play calling system. They have good pieces in place. They can run the football. And these guys. And these guys are talented. I'm man. pointing across the street. Crazy talent. To you know, no, no more than a pitching wedge. Yeah. Maybe a nine iron. Mm -hmm. To SoFi Stadium. Yep. Good football the Chargers. Team, right. So who, I mean, maybe the AFC West will be what we thought they were going to be last year. Maybe. See what happens. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast, and the next topic is unexpected possibilities, as in the possibility that the most competitive division in the NFL may be the most overlooked division in the NFL, and that same division is actually one of the more special divisions in NFL history, and no one seems to buy it. Any guesses? Yeah, NFC North. No, the NFC South, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. You were in the right stadium, just in the wrong seat. Throw it out. Uh, that was the order of finish in 2022. Bucks, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. The Bucks were eight and nine. The other three teams were seven and ten. All four NFC South teams finishing within one game of each other. That is just the fourth time in NFL history mm. that that has ever happened. Only the third time in the Super Bowl era. In 2002, the AFC East. Okay. They were all within one game of each other. In okay. 2011, the AFC West, okay. all within a game. Uh, that was the then San Diego Chargers at 8-8, eight and eight, the then Oakland Raiders at 8-8, eight and eight, and the then not-so-dominant Kansas City Chiefs at 7-9. and nine. The Broncos actually won that that year, also 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. Now, 2022, of course, NFC South, as we're about to talk about. And then the 1935 NFL wow, West. The way back machine. You remember that one, of course. <laughs> uh, Detroit Lions, yes. Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, and the then Chicago Cardinals. Yeah, okay, course. that's enough history. What will this story be for the NFC South in 2023? Let's do a uh, portfolio analysis okay. in the form of stock up, stock down. We'll be quick with it. Okay, good. The Bucks up or down from last year? It has to be down. Is it has to be? It has yeah. to be down because of the absence of TV. Yeah, 12. because we just don't know how much he was covering up. I know how Tom Brady plays from the line of scrimmage. That's very interesting. Hold on, and I'm sorry to stop yeah. you, but I think you need to say that again. I yeah. need to hear it again. We don't know how much he was covering up. He yeah. was that. Good. He's that. I mean, he's he's the him and Peyton are the two best to ever do it at the line of scrimmage. So he's able to manipulate, you know, run game, pass protections to cover up sins of guys. He's able to get you into the. I would say he gets you into the right play 98% of the time. 
So he's running an effectively uh, winning play. Now, you still have to execute that play, but he's running an effectively winning play every time he takes a snap, right? And, and so... Very few guys can do that. I mean, two, I think, in the history of football. Like, that's... That's how Derek, my, my brother, like he models his game after you those guys. You always say that's his superpower, that's the it. ability to make adjustments because at the line Because it's so important, right? If you don't have, if you're not Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or one of these guys with just freakish raw ability, right? You, you have to, it's just, if we're playing chess and then there's this random person that after we move gets to move again. <laughs> that's what the quarterback is, right? And so that's what Tom Brady is and Peyton Manning and, and guys emulate their game after those guys. So we just don't know how bad the Bucks were. That may actually be chess for a modern audience. I kind of like yeah. that gambit. Yeah. Um, so Bucks stock down, yeah. according to David yeah. Carr. And on, honestly, that's sort of obvious, so forgive me for even asking. Uh, the absence no, of Tom Brady, they're, they're likely to take a hit. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, yeah. uh, do you have a horse in this race? Do you? I like Baker. You do? Yeah, I'm happy for him. I think that this game has a, a, a way of humbling people, and I think that he came in maybe a little bit too aggressive. I'll just use that term. And going to L.A. and playing good football and then betting on himself there and then going to Tampa Bay and believing he can be the guy, I'm actually pulling for him. He has a very good wide receiver room. He does. He had, he had, he's a good player, Question is, too. Do they have a running back room or a running, or a running game, game. Exactly. That, that really can be a real threat so that play action and all That'll those other things question. can open up? The answer has been no. We'll see about this year. Uh, Panther stock, up or down? It's they up. obviously had the number one pick. Yeah. They have Bryce Young. They, they, got a lot, they did a lot of work in the offseason. Up, up, up. coaching up. staff. I love them. You I do. All those guys, Caldwell and, and Frank and Josh McCown, like they all get it. They've all you know, been in rooms where they've tried to you know, play good offense and make the right calls, and, and they're going to tailor a system for Bryce that's going to be effective. They, they played good football last year towards the end with Sam Darnold. So I, I kind of go back and forth because it's hard to say a young quarterback's going to come in with a new system and then it duplicate kind of what Sam Darnold, even, whatever you think of him, he was playing good at the end of the year, and they had, they had something going there in Carolina. So can you get back to that level fast? I think maybe you can because you have the element of surprise a little bit. No one really knows what you're going to do coming out of the box. So maybe steal a couple wins early. I think the stock is definitely up in Carolina. Uh, Saints, they've been saddled with some hack at quarterback, but can they overcome that? Uh, they do have a good defense. Yeah. Um, Saints stock, obviously up for you? Yeah, it's up. I, I think that they're, they're the I shouldn't, best. I shouldn't assume. Is it obviously up for you? It is up. And I think that, well, that's, I mean, I wouldn't have gone through this whole process and watched Derek go through it and then said, yeah, the Saints, this right. is the one, right. if I didn't really believe that. So I think, I think they believe that. I think Dennis Allen, their head coach, I think Mickey Loomis, I think the entire staff believes that they were a quarterback away from implementing the system that can really, really take that offense to the next level. And they already have a really good defense. I would argue they have the best defense in the division. They've played well in that division. They play 15 games indoors next year. They have a top 10 total defense. They have the best statistically defense in that division. So you're they certainly the not a homer a quarterback. Uh, for saying like it's that. Just, it's you put something in the room yesterday, or maybe I put it in the room, and I was interested to see your response. I'm going to report back to the listener your okay. facial expression when I ask you this question. Is DeAndre Hopkins to New Orleans a possibility? Yes, absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins should be a possibility for anybody. No, 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 no. Don't go to the wide net. Is it specifically a possibility in New Orleans? Well, I think that... As they, you understand it. So, yes, yes. A I, tempered, I, well, measured... Well, it is, because I don't necessarily... Eyes kind of narrowed, yes. You don't, obviously, the Saints would love to have him. Yeah. Right, Derek would love to have him. It, it would be crazy not to have DeAndre Hopkins on right, your team. Right, right. The question is, does DeAndre Hopkins 
view New Orleans as a place that he would like to go. I think that it fits all his criteria. It does, based on what we talked yeah, about yesterday. Exactly. It certainly does. I think it's going to come down to the to the money. I think, honestly, at the end of the day, it does come down to the money. But they definitely are a team that he can win a Super Bowl with and they can win a division with, and that he fits perfectly in that system. Him and Michael Thomas are very similar. That's perfect. Lastly, the Falcons. They finished fourth in the NFC South last year, but again, a similar record to the Saints and the Panthers. 7-10, and 10, stock up or down for Atlanta. Stock is up there as well. I think that with the addition of Bijan Robinson to an already good running game, that offense is all going to be on the shoulders of Desmond Ritter. And I really like Ritter. You know, I know we talked to MJ Costa about Ritter two years ago when he was drafted. We loved him. Like when he came in, and honestly, talking to their coaching staff, who I am very familiar with those guys, that's one of the main reasons that they drafted him was because of how he handled himself, how they believed he would be a leader in the locker room early. They didn't go out and look for a quarterback this offseason. They have a young guy sitting there, and they felt good enough about him to say, yeah, we're going to go forward with this with a coaching staff that kind of needs to do something this year. Right? You know how this league works. Yeah, without a doubt. So, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, Not for long. And they, all of the phrases they are pushed, in play there. They pushed all the chips with Desmond Ritter into the middle, so I think they feel pretty good about it. Bijan Robinson. I love him. I think he's, he's a three-down back. He's a, a guy that's going to – I love Playing when – Playing for a guy, Arthur Smith, that yeah. we remember – uh, kind of innovating or cultivating the excellence of Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Yes, exactly. And so you're going to utilize Bijan in that in a similar vein, but he also he catches the ball really well in the backfield as well. And like I said already, they already have a good run game. So this is going to take it to the next level. The team to beat in the NFC South this year is? It's the Saints. It is, isn't it? It is the Saints, yeah. And that's, I mean, I feel good about it during the offseason. You can say that without blushing. Yeah, it's absolutely I true. I think that that's, that's, that's why Derrick chose the Saints. We interrupt this podcast to announce the members of the 2023 preseason all-breakout team. Players that Bucky Brooks, our friend and colleague, expects mm-hmm. to break out in the coming campaign. That's not a skin thing, a follicular thing. It is a, uh, a, a performance thing Good. on the field. Okay, here is Good. the team as it stands. Kenny Pickett, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, okay. uh, Kadarius Toney, That's good. George Pickens, mm. two now from the... Uh, from the Steelers. Can I take Jerry that? Judy. Can you what? Oh, I was gonna I was gonna take a combo deal until you mentioned until you mentioned Jerry, which is kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Broncos. I think Jerry Judy is the guy that single-handedly he is gonna be the one that gets the most out of Sean Payton being there. Because I think that this kid, he's always been a very talented player. You can you can see him like I know sometimes the optics of a wide receiver blowing up on the sideline, as I use air quotes, is not good. But, man, I would take a guy like that that's on a team that's struggling and not, not living up to their expectations, especially, especially when there's even a veteran quarterback on the sideline that he's kind of beefing with. Like, give me him, right? And Sean Payton is probably looking at the same thing. Like, I can get this guy to an, an all-pro level. And so I think Jerry Judy is going to be the guy that benefits most. Love that. Also on this team, uh, tight end Isaiah Likely. This is the all-breakout team, according to like Bucky it. Brooks, for 2023. Smart. Offensive tackle Walker Little. Okay. Um, Ikwonu is on that, the offensive tackle. Uh, all good ones. AVT, Elijah Vera Tucker is on this. Good. So is Tyler Smith and Connor Williams. Uh, that is your all-breakout team for 2023. I was going to ask you, but you've already answered it, um, who is the person on that list that you would pin the highest yeah. hopes to? The answer from David Carr, Jerry Judy. It is Jerry, it is Jerry Judy with a, with a side of the Steeler combo with the Pickens. With a side of the Steeler combo. I like combo. those guys. I like Pickens a lot, and I like, obviously, I like Kenny. I want to thank today's special guest, David Carr, and I want to invite you to join us next time for a fascinating interview with a fascinating character whose journey in our game is truly, actually unique. Not for reasons of him being different, 
but for reasons of him being willing to reveal his differences. He's the author of a new book called The Yards Between Us, a memoir of life, love, and football. His brave stance in occupying his own space is creating space for others. R.K. Russell joins us next time for an eye-opening and hopefully vision-widening discussion about life, love, and football. That's next time on NFL Total Access, the podcast. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.